This week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, helping podcasters get their shows off the ground, up and running, and sounding great. Professional podcast production at extremely affordable rates. Do yourself a favor if you're thinking about doing a podcast, but you don't really have a whole lot of time to manage the editing, the posting of the show, and making it sound as good as possible. Uh, go to prettyeasypodcast.com because they'll help you do it at a great rate, and it doesn't matter what your show's about. It could be a sports show, a food show, business. It could be a show about extremely rare birds. Doesn't matter. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com, and they'll help you get your show off the ground, up and running, and sounding great today. Whatever your passion is, Pretty Easy Podcast is ready to help you enjoy it even more. Everybody has a podcast these days, right? Get in on the fun and go to Pretty Easy Podcast dot com today or just email them to get started at pretty easy podcasts at gmail.com pretty easy podcast making podcasting uh well pretty easy the panthers flirted with disaster over the weekend against an fcs opponent this came after just defeating a ranked team that hadn't lost a regular season game this has led Pitt fans to question how good these Panthers really are. We examine that and more on this week's Hail to Pitt podcast. I thought we came out flat and, and blame me uh, for that because we've got to come out, you know, revved up and good, ready to go every week. Obviously, we had a lot of guys playing the football game, to say the least. As you guys know, I won't talk about it, but we were shorthanded. We'll find out, you know, how shorthanded we'll be this week. We're playing a 3-1 and one Duke football team that, you know, lost to the number one team in the country in the opener. Um, and again, Coach Cutcliffe does a great job. He's, he's one of the best in the country. He's a quarterback guru. Hail to Pitt! This is the week of October 5th. This is Hail to Pit Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Vince. And I'm Pam. A win is a win, I guess. Still not quite sure what we saw, but the Panthers squeaked out a 17-14 victory over the Delaware Blue Hens at Heinz Field this past Saturday. We'll see if we could give you the lay of the land as Pitt attempts to get a W any way it can against the suddenly impressive Duke squad on Tobacco Road. At H2P Show on Twitter and Instagram is where you can interact with us throughout the week. And I feel like nobody even wanted to even talk about that game afterwards. I know I tried to forget it immediately, Pam. Yeah, it was a silent walk home for us. Uh, and it seems like everyone was just hanging their heads. It was a win, but it was it was really bad on the field and i know social media has been pretty quiet because everyone's still in shock but interact with us on twitter and on instagram and on instagram and twitter we post uh teasers of the show as well to give you a little little preview yeah check it out at h2p show and uh you know if you're if you got the bad taste out of your mouth an ugly win it still was a win i wouldn't say i wish I wasn't shocked as much as I was just disappointed, Vince. Kind of a come down <laughs> after after the UCF win. Yeah, that's a very parental response there. Uh, just, I, I don't know, a lot of circumstances 
that may have led to that game being closer than it should have been. We're, we're going to get into it here, but uh, my goodness, could that have been a, a, a absolute disaster? Now, I watched the game alone, so the only cussing I heard was in my own head. I wasn't even, I didn't even want to say it. I don't want to waste the breath. I'm sure there was a lot of anger in the stands because you two were at the game. Yeah, there were a lot of people around us that were just, you know, very disgusted. Uh, you know, signs of frustration. Uh, I, I, sometimes I weren't sure if they were more rat, mad at the referees or, or the coaches. Well, yeah, what's I think there it was a little bit of both. What's there to be mad about the coaches though for this week? I mean, they played the guys they had available, right? I but I mean, Pickett was banged up, but. We heard nothing all week about both starting running running backs being banged up or anything, and then they didn't play at all. And a lot of the starters on defense also weren't in there. You saw limited receivers at times throughout the game. It just seemed like they wanted to treat this as a second squad game to me. Yeah, I, I think, and, and we've seen Narduzzi do this many times in the past, is, is treat this as an exhibition game. You know, he got a, a, a huge amount of players in the game. You're, you're talking about, you know, maybe your you know, seventh or eighth wide receiver at times p- playing in the game, something that probably wouldn't typically be done. Uh, but to me, that's the kind of thing I want to see, you know, when they're up by a lot of points, you know, get the lead first. And, and, and But here it was just right from the get-go, and it was – it was a struggle to the very end. I think and we, if, I think we expected those players to play, but I guess maybe you're just saying not the entire game. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. Right, and if and Pickett, that one I actually don't have too much of an issue with because he did take a number of hits in UCF and and um, early on this year as well in Ohio and in Virginia. So if he's banged up, let him rest. Um, but some of the other guys, it it just seemed like they were walking in and the approach was, we're going to rest as many people as we possibly can. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, you know, I'm happy that we we have health going into the, the defense of the Coastal title, even though we need some help. Uh, and I, I'm also very happy and proud of myself because, oh, I nailed it. I told you it would be a Haba game. Habaduke Baldonado, a sack and a half, a tackle and a half uh, for a loss. And and Todd Sibley also, I think, I think we all talked about Todd Sibley going into this game as maybe getting some touches and having a chance to step up, getting over 100 yards. I'm I'm happy for those guys if we want to look at the positive end of the game. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that, you know, some of the backups, uh, some of those reserves played really well. You talk about Haba. Uh, I thought, you know, the majority of those guys on the defensive line played really good. Even the backups that were in there a lot, uh, John Morgan, uh, Devin Danielson out of TJ. You know, we love those TJ linemen on the show. They played excellent. Uh, uh, Green, the defensive line, I thought he played very well. Uh, And I think that leads us to this question. How close was this game? Uh, Obviously very close on the scoreboard, but, you know, we won the time of possession, 33 minutes, 27 minutes. We, we outgained them by a lot of yards, 443 to only 170. Uh, but, you know, those two turnovers that were that led to, to scores for the Blue Hens and, uh, you know, uh, ter- awful penalties. Uh, and whether right or so wrong, 13. Many 
penalties. Oh my yeah, god. 13, 13 penalties, only three for the blue hens. Uh to me, you know, those kind of mistakes made it a little bit closer. I mean, do, do you feel that way? That it I do. I I felt like Delaware could not get anything going offensively. And you said the only time they were able to score was off of turnovers and put them in good field position. Yeah. Um, and so the defense just completely dominated this game and they, they shouldn't have even scored Delaware if yeah. it weren't for those turnovers. But once again, it's the offense not being able to capitalize on these drives and not being able to put the ball in the end zone. And this week it was a little more understandable in a certain respect because you didn't play certain players, but it's still frustrating to continue to outgain people and only have 17 points. That that was very frustrating, but also let's uh, if I'm going to be the the positive spin guy this week, um, I'm glad we got it all out of our system this week. I'm especially looking at players yeah. like Cam Bright. <laughs> with stupid, stupid penalties hitting guys out of bounds Ugh. when they're clearly out of bounds. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's just really dumb to get 13 penalties over 100 yards like that. You know, you're playing a team. They are an FCS school, but Delaware, I think the stat, at least on the TV uh, version of the game, you guys didn't see it. You didn't see it being there, but uh, they're, they are one of the least penalized teams in all of FCS. They lived up to their reputation, and Pitt now uh, gaining a reputation as a team that uh, is going to provide the opponent with opportunities to score with dumb penalties and dumb turnovers. Um, but in the end, they squeaked it out. Hopefully, that was a get-it-out-of-your-system type game. Like we said, though, a lot of uh, reserves playing in that one. Nick Patty comes in and did not look as good as he did against the UCF. Looked unsure at times, but I think he got it together in the end and, and made enough plays, which is all you could ask for. Yeah, but I would have liked to have seen him use his legs a little bit more, like some designed yeah. runs, too. Well, uh, I or were they just trying to get him not? I, I don't hit? think, yeah, I don't think they were trying any designed runs, but I will say on the times he did run, he looked very timid to do so. He, you could tell he did not want to take a hit, which I could have. You don't want your quarterback taking hits, but but he's not a he's not a runner like Kenny, who's just gonna you know go right at him. No, that's not him at all. And and after, I mean, it was the day after. But if you saw what Josh Allen did I, in in the Bills game, oh I goodness. don't want to see any quarterbacks you know of those of that stature. Unless you're built like Cam Newton, you you know go down. And even still, him, his career is already winding down, and he should be playing a lot more. So yeah, I, I'm not fault in uh patty for not using his legs as much and especially against ucf i mean in that game you had to get every single possible yard you could and this one obviously wasn't a lay it all out there on the line type game and uh you know only luckily a few guys played that way i think i feel like todd sibley went out there and went after every possible yard he could get and that was great to see they've talked a lot about uh his confidence going into that uh narduzzi did and you hope he got some back um, because Pitt needs a guy that could go between the tackles. I'll tell you who can't go between the tackles. Vleek Carter. 
because he is not a running back. <laughs> exactly. Ran. I don't know why they kept trying to at the in the fourth quarter. He did have one where he ran through the tackle as well. But other than that, he cannot do that. That is not his game. That's not what he's in the game to do. So stop doing it. And correct me if I'm wrong. They only used those two guys at running back, correct? I, I believe so. I they don't think anybody else got a touch. Okay. Yep, those were the only two guys, uh, you know, in the backfield. Other people got carries. We saw Shockey Jock uh, actually get a touch, and he, you know, he got ten yards on his touch. Hopefully, more more where that came from. And uh, yeah, I mean, so many uh, receivers used in this game too. Um, even John Vardzel even got on the on the stat sheet this week. But going back to goal line situations, I mean, Pitt needs to get. Will Gregg and Nakia Griffin Stewart involved, I think. I want to see some tight end action because I feel like that's maybe those are some of the guys they haven't tried just yet on the goal line. And Aaron Matthews, I think, is going to be an important goal line player. They have to figure out how to punch it in. Well, his job is to pass on the goal line. Yeah. I, I think that, that I think that's what uh Aaron Matthews p- position is. But I agree with you. He, you know, he's the tallest receiver on the team, I believe. Uh, good athletic ability by all accounts. Uh, you know, if you're going to try a fade pass or you know, something of that sort, you know, I don't, why not, you know, do that? Everything else that they're trying doesn't seem to be working. If if they are intent on not, you know, just, you know, trying to plow through. What about Narduzzi kicking, what was it, a 58-yard field goal with Kessman there? 58, 57-yard oh field goal? That was... That was a tough call to see there. I mean, Kessman has proven over the years that he does have some good range on him, but that was that was tough, and especially, he hasn't been kicking good. Especially at that point in the game where it was still in doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pitt was, what, down uh, – was that – they were down 14-10 at that point, so that was not even trying to take a lead type field goal. That was a come-within-one-point field goal in the, in, the, in the third, I believe, and um, – or was that the second? I'm trying to remember what quarter we were in when he missed that one. Either way, that's a long one. But that is what Kessman does well, I guess, Pam. I mean, he's, I mean, I guess, <laughs> but you're, you're giving them a team that has could not move the ball at all, the yeah. ball at midfield there. Third quarter it was, and yeah, Pitt was at that point down 14-10, and they end up, uh, you know, a few – a couple, actually a few possessions later it wasn't until they – they scored that touchdown to take the lead, and you know the fact that the defense was able to cl- clamp it down on Delaware for for the you know the second half. Besides, you know the touchdown given up after the awful fumble. Um, I think Pitt's defense is is proving they are a top twenty twenty five defense, and maybe even better. And now it is it's coastal time, and that's what we're getting into with Duke this week, Vince. I mean. The, the, these have all been kind of dress rehearsals for a title defense we're talking about still, even though Pitt needs some help. Um, this defense, I think, is fully capable of running the table if they need to do it. But this offense, so I think still some growing pains, especially on the goal line, especially with the turnovers and the penalties. All all things you, you hope you would have locked up by by conference play the bulk of conference play Pitt is not there yet on offense though yeah you'd you'd hope that they would be just you know inconsistent running the ball it seems like you know yeah simply did have 100 yards but a lot of those didn't come until the fourth quarter last week um you know 
yeah, they, they've shown the ability to pass the ball really well in spurts, but, you know, sometimes just it's not clicking. I, I feel like, you know, they have their offensive identity. You know, they're, they're a passing team, whether anybody wants to admit it or not. Um, and they've just got to keep practicing at it and just keep getting better. And maybe if if you can't run the ball straight anymore, maybe they could run some, like, jet sweeps or veers with receivers <laughs> getting the ball. Wildcat, maybe. I don't know. Maybe steal from the Steelers' playbook or something. Do you think they start getting creative with the running attack at all? Because obviously what they've tried has not worked. Yeah, and let me ask you guys. What they've tried, is it um... – the running backs or is it the offensive line? I think this I'm, I'm reserved, you know, on, on the side of this O-line is just is not what it was last year or definitely the year before I, this, this offensive line. I don't want to just say they're not good just yet. This is not a good offensive line because I, I want to, you know, I mean, we're still fairly early in the season, although we're getting to the midpoint here, but this offensive line, I, I don't know what their deal is. I think it's mostly mental because it's a lot of mental errors. I think that this can be a physical offensive line. Vince, do you think they're big enough? Yeah, they're certainly – they got the size, uh, and I, I think they got the power. But I'll, I'll tell you this. You know, the pass protection, I think, has been excellent. Um, I, I don't have the you know the sacks allowed in front of me, but I, thought, I think they've done really well. And I think it, the running, you know, it, it's a little – they're just not accustomed to doing it, you know, just running out of the, out of the shotgun so much. So, you know, I, maybe there's some, there's some growing pains there running out of that scheme. And going into this week, the offensive line is, is I think going to need to, to get a push because uh, Pitt's done really well when they've run the ball down Duke's throat, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Pitt has proven in the past that they can put up some points uh, on the Blue Devils, so they need to do that again this week because Duke's led by Quentin Harris, um, their quarterback, and he is a running quarterback, but he's also completing seventy three percent of their passes. Yeah, yeah, they he, he's he's won the ball extremely well. He you know he's not throwing the ball down the field a lot, but he's making those short passes. He's been very accurate on those. Uh, a, a team that's willing to, you know, spread it out. Uh, so it's gonna it's gonna test us horizontally this week for sure. Yeah, this is this is a, a dinker and a dunker is what I call him. Quentin Harris, he doesn't throw the ball down the field. Seven point one average, longest pass of the year is thirty nine, but he does have ten touchdowns and their offense is cooking. They've scored over forty points since they got you know they, they got taken to the woodshed by Alabama. So Duke has an identity and they go with it. Pitt playing up close this way. I don't know. Is this, this is a, a little bit different. They spread out Duke, but they're, they're short yardage. I think UCF was taking a lot of shots at Pitt and, and it was working. Do you think this kind of game plan, the tactics that Duke, uh, you know, with the, with the short throws, the slants and all that, and the run in the football, do you think this is uh, good for the pit defense? Is this something they match up well with Vince? I think so. Uh, and I'll, I'll let Pam respond here. But I, I think, you know, if you have your host of quality cornerbacks available, uh, you know, Jackson, uh, Pinnock, Mathis, uh, 
you know, if you got those three really good cornerbacks that could play man to man against anybody, that that goes a long way into stopping something like this. Well, we've talked a lot about the defensive line and we talked about the cornerbacks, but I think this game will find out what that linebacking group is really, really made of. If they can um, make some tackles in space um, on those short passes and be able to, um, I guess, attack the offensive players quickly and get to them quickly and limit their gains. I'm, I'm interested to see how the linebacking group does this game. And Pam, I got to ask you this because I know you're a huge fan of coach Cutcliffe uh, at Duke, a, you know, by all accounts, a, a, an excellent quarterback coach historically and a a very good uh, play caller uh, and play designer. You know, he's, he's going to know, you know, how to game plan and, and attack the uh the weakest part of Pitt's defense which you got to say could be it could be these linebackers could be maybe looking for like slot receivers that are matched up against safeties although I feel good about our safeties that scheme is going to be tested this week I think well yeah and the one point that of our defense that has been exposed we don't know too much about the linebacking group they've played very well so far is we've seen that um the cornerbacks and safety sometimes uh don't tackle the best and so that's important on those quick tackles to keep or quick slants to keep those to five, 10 yards, as opposed to letting those guys break loose there. What I'm worried about most, and you bring up the the linebackers, I think they're definitely going to be key this week, Pam, because what one thing I, I, I think there's, there's a lot left to be desired for Pitt's defense, at least is the containment of, of runs going to get into the outside or any kind of, you know, toss sweep or these like jet sweeps teams will run against them or even bubble screens on the edges at the line of scrimmage pitch has shown weaknesses where defensive ends aren't containing or linebackers aren't staying put gap integrity, big, big, big factor this week. (laughs) And and with the defensive line doing their thing, I think they'll be fine. So these linebackers are going to have to be smart and be in the right place at the right time a whole lot against this Duke offense. You, and you think you'd have good, good, uh, good gap integrity and be able to contain the edge because you talk about guys like Hubba and Patrick Jones, Deslin Alexander, these uh, defensive ends. These guys are are big guys. They should be able to hold up well at the point of attack. Yeah, you would hope. And really, they have thrived in the pass rush. But in that part of the game, I think those guys have some some work to do. So they're going to be tested here. I think. Yeah, yeah, and you know, talk about earlier in the year, uh, a very good running quarterback, Bryce Perkins. Uh, he did have some big runs mm-hmm. in that game. Well, they did pretty well. They though. did pretty well, they but did he pretty did pretty well. But I, what I'm concerned about here is that you know they're going to go empty set a lot, Duke. And you know, whenever you do that, and you got five wide receivers, you know, one missed tackle, and this kid uh, could be going upfield. Well, and they also have to keep an eye on running back Deion Jackson for Duke as well. He's averaging a hundred yards a game um, or a hundred yards, both rushing and receiving a game. So he's definitely a threat that they have to target in on there. Yeah. They have all purpose guys, right? Who could hurt you. And they're going to get the ball mm-hmm. in their hands. Jackson Durant, even a little bit. And, uh, and they actually, and they, they throw their leading receivers a tight end too. Noah gray is their leading receiver. So, uh, that's going to be interesting to see is how Pitt is going to uh, gear in on on a guy like that. Where I think most so far they've been tested a lot by 
by wideouts, big wideouts running deep. Um, this is going to be a different kind of matchup against a, a different kind of offense. And then offensively for Pitt, um, well, let's be honest. We're recording the show, what, on a Tuesday night. I don't know who's playing. How do we How do we, How do do we? we match this up? If it's Patty, can Pitt actually beat Duke or does Kenny Pickett have to play? Well, we're not going to know until the day of. Narduzzi <laughs> doesn't reveal anything and he gets mad when people ask him questions like, who is going to be your quarterback? We're not going to know. We're not going to know until they take the field and – even after the coin toss, maybe because he could have both quarterbacks warm up and then decide not to. If, if I were Narduzzi, I'd have them both in on the first play. <laughs> That's what I would. I would do. I'd keep him guessing as long as I could, uh, which he, he's been known to do. So yeah. is Patty gonna be able to do this? If it's Patty, I think he can. I I, I don't think see he why not. Yeah, I I don't think it was it, this past week. Was a, a a factor, you know, the factor wasn't like, oh, this Patty's, he just can't run this offense, he can't complete a pass. I don't think it was that. It was just this offense can't stop getting penalties. They, they can't stop turning the ball over, fumbling. And, you know, the, well, I, in this game, I think uh, Patty would, I mean, obviously Kenny Pickett is the much, much more experienced and better option here, I think. Uh, better oh, legs. Yeah. Maybe I would say they're both about as accurate, at least on the deep ball. Kenny, you know, he just whizzes it in there. We've seen he has no touch on the deep ball. But uh, I definitely want Kenny Pickett playing, I'll say that. But I, I, I would not think it's hopeless if Patty's the guy. Yeah, Nick Pat, he made some huge throws. Some ab- absolutely huge throws down the field. Uh, so, I, I, you know, he had, he had one bad interception. Uh, he probably missed some guys on some other throws, but, you know, probably none more or less than, than Pickett, yeah. I, I would say. If I, A.J. Davis and Vincent Davis um, play as well, that's more weapons out of the backfield for, yeah. for Patty or Pickett. Don't get me wrong. I, I I still think, you know, Kenny is definitely the better player at this point. And, and I think it's huge. It's a big factor if he doesn't start, but I think Patty is more than capable. Well, and I think it, you got to look at, uh, Duke's team as well. Um, not not predicted to win the Coastal, to say the least here. No, yeah, not, but not they, they they did well against Virginia Tech. I mean, but I'm not super high on Virginia Tech and haven't been yeah. all year. But they slot they they came out and slammed the ball down there. Yeah, Virginia Tech, uh, a team that's in disarray as far as I'm concerned, uh, and, and Duke, a well coached team, and that's how. You know, that's if you're well coached, there's a good chance you're going to be able to beat Virginia Tech, a team that that doesn't know up from down at this point. Uh, and, you know, there are other wins. NC, North Carolina, North Carolina, A&T, Middle Tennessee State. You know, th- these aren't uh, it's not like they're, they're lighting the world on fire. Only three points against Alabama. So I don't think we really know who how good or bad Duke is at this point. I know uh, Vir- find out. I know Virginia Tech is bad, but I I, I think yeah. I, I'm with you on the Duke is a is a well coached team. Like Duke against any ACC opponent, I might even predict like they're not going to be embarrassed the way Virginia Tech was embarrassed by them. Uh, maybe on the road they had played Virginia on the road that could be a a, a rough one for them. But you know, like we said, Cutcliffe is a guy who schemes well and has his players ready. I don't think you're going to see Duke getting penalized too much this week. So in, in, in that space, I think 
Duke's, you know, they're not going to beat themselves. Pitt's going to have to go out and earn it this week for sure. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's reflected in uh, the, the the point spread. Uh, Duke right now a, a four point favorite at the Westgate. Um, I think they may even start this line may have started out a little bit higher than that. Uh, Duke coming off a huge win, uh, a a, bit, uh, a blowout of Virginia Tech. Pitt obviously we talked about their struggles last week, uh, so maybe a little bit of a reaction line. Pam, what do you think here? Who, who's going to come out on top? I think Pitt's going to win, but I think it's going to be like 28-24 Pitt. Oh, my goodness. And I think the defense is going to score a touchdown in this game. They played well. They need to um, more turnovers and uh, capitalize on that. But 28-24 defensive score in this one. Oh, I think Pitt's definitely going to need a, a huge turnover to, and, and either the ball close to the goal line or a defensive touchdown to win. But I'm with you, Pam. And to keep it going, the lowest score combined, I'm going to go 27-24. I was actually going to predict a lower score than that. Wow. Uh, (laughs) They average over 40 Uh, points. They do, but our defense is playing tough right now. Uh, And that's why I was going to say something like 21-13. to Wow. Wow, the streak's over. I don't know what that means for the the final score. All I know is that uh, Pitt's winless on night games – on the ACC network. So they got to get one this week. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, th- this streak cannot continue. Oh man, this is, this is fun. This is the, this is always one of the, the fun games of the year. You know, the, the, it's either a crazy scoring <laughs> game or some player out of nowhere is going to show up and put up a huge number like Valique Carter did. I mean, that anything could happen when Pitt plays Duke on a football field. And uh, here we go. Coastal play, baby. Pitt and the Blue Devils. I can't wait. I'm excited. It's a big night on Saturday night, Vince. I hope you're ready. Got a, a big fight in college football. Big fight feel all over all over this beautiful planet of ours on Saturday night. Yeah, this is what the fall is all about. Uh, and, you know, people are, are really talking about this. Uh, you know, the events of last week. You know, we said not, maybe not on social media, Alan, but like, you know, in, in bars at um you know on street corners pe- people are are really yapping about this yeah everybody's talking about it i is that 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 i mean that game against delaware had people saying some really wacky things and uh i i think we should uh, give everybody a glimpse of what was being said around town another saturday coming and the panthers are playing trying to find out what the answers are saying I can't figure this Narduzzi at. How's come he struggles with these small schools, these bad teams? They don't, don't they practice or nothing? Oh, I know. You know, they can't even beat no one bad since Kyra left. No, you jag off. I'm talking about Narduzzi, not Tomlin. Pitt, not the Stellars. They couldn't beat Delaware Blue Hens. Oh, that's the same difference, you know, in that. Yeah, you're right. Hell to Pitt. But the answer's awesome. That's what the Inzers are saying. Uh, hopefully Pitt is going to rebound from that uh, just bizarre performance against the Blue Hens. Really weird. And, 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 I, I and a, t- wait, I have a real quick question for you, Vince. Do you think, rank them, what do you think is going to be the biggest slugfest this coming Saturday? Is it going to be Pitt-Duke? Is it going to be that UFC fight with the middleweights or the Triple G boxing match? 
Oh my goodness. Uh, it, th- I'll say this, there's going to be haymakers thrown in all three. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping Lee Carter hits the most. He did last year, and I'd love to see a repeat performance uh, this Saturday night on the ACC Network, 8 p.m., primetime game. Uh, but there's also some other huge college football uh, battles that are going to be going on, particularly one, Allen, in the SEC that I know you are really looking forward to. I cannot wait. Oh, college football. Don't you dare be sour. The SEC is going to be lit this weekend when Auburn, in an Auburn year, takes on the Florida Gators, who uh, I think are up there. Pitt is tied with Florida, Pam, and Ohio State for the second most sacks in the entire nation. Yeah, thanks to a large part, and uh, Twineman's really uh, helped Pitt's number there. So Florida's crazy good defensive line, Auburn's freshman quarterback, but Auburn also has a crazy good defensive line. And Auburn favored by three on the road in an Auburn year of a, a backup quarterback for Florida. I mean, this is an easy pick, right? Auburn's going to crush him. I'm going Auburn here as well. I do think Florida's freshman quarterback isn't awful, but I Tr- think Trask. Trask, that's right. Um, but I think Auburn's um, on all cylinders right now. They they feel disrespected, and they're just. I think they're gonna they're gonna really beat Florida in this one. And I don't care if Auburn. I've 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 predicted against Auburn twice on, on this program. I've been wrong both times. Uh, it, it's just an Auburn year. You'd think you'd think Florida would win this one, but it is an Auburn year. But I'm still gonna go Florida. What? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if if Florida wins uh, next week on this show, I'll sing that Florida ga- great to be a Florida Gator song. Are you just okay. picking Florida because you you recently saw that movie Crawl? That's part of it. Yeah, Croc. That's our our alligator bias. There, he's a big fan of alligators. Don't you know Auburn is 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 going to win the SEC West maybe this year? Yeah, I, I'm I'll, I'm starting to believe. I have become interest more interested in tigers recently, but alligators you can't can't beat those. Go tigers! The other tigers play Utah State, who have a good quarterback, and they're not taking them lightly either. I mean, LSU's looked great. Joe Burrow is he your favorite for the Heisman, Pam? Uh yes. As of I now, mean, I really? think yes. Over two. Yes, as of now. Um, but it's. I think it's going to come down to when they play each other. What about yeah. Jalen Hurts? Well, I think I do think they're going to stumble a little bit here, and I do think um, getting into some voter bias. I don't know if they're going to give it to an Oklahoma quarterback three years in a row there. But if Hurts continues, he there's no way he can keep putting up the numbers he is, um, and I don't think they're going to go undefeated. Whereas LSU and Alabama play a tougher strength of schedule, and one of them could go undefeated this year. Who's more biased and old-fashioned, uh, Heisman voters or Baseball Hall of Fame voters? Baseball. I, yeah. I think that's precisely really? why Hertz is going to win. He's, if, he, <laughs> if he even comes close to having the stats, and, and right now he's right there with Burrow and Tua, and, and, and Lawrence is already out of it, if you ask me. I mean... He's going to get it. 
because of that fact, I think, because it's going to be awesome to see. And also, it's Jalen Hurts. He's going to go down as one of the greatest college football players ever when it's all said and done this season with what he did at Alabama and now at Oklahoma. That's, like, almost unprecedented. Because don't yeah, forget, so. don't forget, Baker was wasn't doing things Jalen Hurts was doing at Alabama at Texas Tech. You know these transfers we're talking about. It, it, Kyler was not that we wasn't you know killing it at A and M. We're talking about one of the elite football players to ever, ever play at two different schools. Jalen Hurts right now is seriously the most must see player if you ask me in all of college football. But then you think he's going to go down as an all time great? Absolutely, well, absolutely. We'll see how the story is written here. Absolutely. Okay. So far, so we'll good see. for Jalen. And the other two games you have on here, Vince or Pam, did you put these? Whoever did. Why, I, so I, much I big time. I did not do this. Um, I would have probably put a Pac-12 game on since we seem to be really Pac-12 heavy. Yeah, lately, or why but... wouldn't we talk Les Miles versus Jalen Hurts? Or I mean, or, or, <laughs> or Is there much to talk about there? No, not really. I mean, Les Miles is going to get well, well, I put, I, I, you know, we have we have Iowa uh, getting four and a half against Michigan, and the reason that game's on here is because it's the big noon. It is. That, the, that's, the, that's the big noon kickoff. Okay. What about Maryland at Rutgers and Pat Narduzzi's future college, you know, or the team that, he that coaches? <laughs> There's no way he's leaving for Rutgers. That no was, way. That was an actual rumor I saw on some internet uh, post or tweet or something. I don't know, which is totally silly. Yeah, Rutgers fired their coach. I'm just so mad that we had to endure Rutgers being good when we were attending Pitt, or at least when I was there the first time, Vince. That was so bizarre to think about these days. They're horrible. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it was it, – they came and went. <laughs> That's about all you could say. Iowa at Michigan, I'm going to go out on a limb. Iowa wins, but I'm going to say the limb part here is this is the last time you'll ever see Jim Harbaugh coaching a team in the top 25 this week. Wow. You think Iowa's going to win? Iowa's going in, and they're going to win. I I don't. I think Michigan's going to win. Harbaugh has proven at home. He's he's a lot better than on the road. Um I think it's going to be very close, though. You think they cover the four and a half? I think, yeah, I think Iowa covers the four and a half. Close, close game. It's going to be fun. Hey, you want to also, interesting noon game. If you want to see a big 12 game that has actual really good defense, TCU and Iowa State. Yes. Yeah. Good. Same with that that Baylor-Iowa State game from last week. A lot of good defense being played. And then you have Ohio State here when they're favored by 20 and a half against Michigan State, just because Michigan State always gives them fits, Vince? Well, I mean, this is yeah, – Ohio State's not going to have too many difficult games, and this is one where they are going to play a, a decent defense, I would say. Uh, so do you think there's going to be any any resistance put up here? I don't, I don't see how. I, Ohio State is – Almost, I'm almost ready to say they're the second best team in the country right now. Almost there. Uh, I got, yeah, I got Alabama as my one. Clemson after last week. Uh, I don't know. I don't, is that was just Mac Brown magic? I don't know. But Ohio State right now, second most impressive team to me. 
Yeah, you were right in the preseason. We talked about this Ohio State team. I wasn't as high on them, but um, it was because I had a lot of questions about Justin Fields. But he's he's proven he he's can carry a team, and I think they're going to continue to make a statement and continue to blow teams out. And I think Ohio State's going to roll here. They're at the big horseshoe or the horseshoe, and uh, I think they're the going horseshoe house. The big horseshoe house. And they're going to take care of Michigan State here in this one. You think they cover the 20 and a half? Yeah, I think they roll them. Wow. And For uh, entertainment purposes only. And um, real quick for funsies, what was the spread on the Georgia-Tennessee game, Vince? Is that over 30 points? Oh. Uh, Wait, uh, I have it here. 24 and a half. I can't believe it. No way. Well, Georgia's offense hasn't looked that great like they didn't look that great against Vanderbilt Georgia's offense hasn't put up hasn't been able to put up the numbers that people thought so I mean they could win 24 to nothing too yeah that's gonna be a 50 to zero game 50 to three 50 to zero game. wow 50 to three I mean, I'd love- and uh oh last question I have for college football this week Friday UCF against Cincinnati. It's the Amer- It's the big game in the American all season long. This is it. Will UCF lose another regular season game, uh, or is Pitt going to be the only blemish on their on their? I, they're only favored by four points against the Cincinnati team. All uh, I think you're really discounting Memphis as a team that could maybe give them a run for their money. But I got to think UCF wins this game. I mean, is there? Uh, they're mad. You know, they they scored more points in, like, the first quarter than they did against Pitt <laughs> against UConn last week. Yeah, they, they they put it up on. They got they let it all out of their system in that one, just like Pitt did in the opposite direction against Delaware. Uh, this is going to be a fun game on a Friday night for sure. I'm, I'm going to be watching. You know, there aren't, like, the huge – you know, epic showdown type games with a big, you know, besides Auburn and Florida, that's the one that's the marquee, but a lot of fun matchups. I'm, a, I'm, I'm feeling like there's going to be some kind of weird upset somewhere. Actually, you said it, Pam, we're Pac-12 heavy. I might be picking Cal over Oregon. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh Where's I'm, game day at this week? I got to be at the swamp, I think. I, 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 I believe they're in, Flo- in Florida in Gainesville. At the I'll, swamp. I'll, I'll, I'll double check while you vamp about Oregon and Cal. I think Oregon, though, is still going to come out swinging because they still have a lot to play for. I mean, they dropped that oh, yeah. tough game against Auburn, but um, I don't know if the Pac-12 needs Oregon to win this game or they need Cal to because the Pac-12 just keeps beating each other up. But I think they might need a team like Oregon to run the table here. To... Is, that, is that quarterback from Cal going to be back? No, I think he's out for a few weeks. Oh, that's not good. No. But they're ranked, what, 15th in the nation? Yeah. Oh, man. I would, they, they probably dropped They some. dropped after. I'd feel a lot better about State. it if Oregon wasn't home. They, they're underachievers unless they're at home, I feel. so. Yeah. 17 and a half. I don't know if they cover, but yeah, they're probably going to win. I wish. I'm hoping that's my upset this week. Won't happen. Um, yeah, college game day is in Florida. The guest picker, I think it, it rumors are it's going to be the actor who played the alligator in the movie Crawl. But that's just not, rumor. not confirmed. That's that's just rumor right now. And uh, there it is. Another fun college football week uh, headlined by Pitt and Duke in the slugfest of the weekend. 
Um, I think either I don't know. It might be super high scoring or mid range. Either way, I'm, I do not expect this thing to be more than a touchdown for either way, whatever way it goes. And after seeing some of the that uh, refereeing that we saw against Delaware, specifically that that running into the kicker penalty, do you think there'll <laughs> be more? Cor- do you think there'll be more corruption in, in this game or in uh, the Triple G boxing match? Oh, definitely in boxing. I think isn't this like the first? Were the, the, those weren't ACC refs last week? Were they right? The road teams refs travel, so Pitt hasn't had a lot of, a lot of Pitt fans. I will say from the stands were yelling, um, like about the refs. But I don't think I would they put an FCS crew in yeah, there. Probably I, not. I don't think so. Now maybe it was I don't know was, there, was were those local high school refs last week I didn't get the I'm gonna have to go back in the in the uh, the game sheet and see who refed that game but I'm I'm a, I'm gonna put my trust in the ACC refs for a big coastal showdown it's gonna be it's gonna be called fair and square fair but firm Pitt and Duke another epic showdown I'm gonna say 27 24 and now I'm gonna actually put that quadruple overtime that's what I'm gonna call this weekend. <laughs> My God! <laughs> See, that's what you got to do. It's, I, I hope is, for uh, for the sake of everyone's heart, you're wrong. An old radio trick, Pam. You just make a crazy prediction on one show, and if it comes true, you can brag about it on the next. And if it doesn't, you just forget about it, and no one else will remember. That's right. That's what you got to do. Um, also, want to shout out to everybody who's been giving us great feedback about the show, leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts, uh, talking to us at the Giant Eagle. Or you know, I've run into some people who I'm wearing my H2P my H2P gear, and by gear I mean I'm putting flyers on my shirt, stapled to them, Vince, and uh, just walking around to promote the show like a walking billboard. But I did have some people say, "Hey, I like that show," and uh, want to shout out to a bunch of people. Uh, thank you for the people I've talked to about our show, uh, and also shout out to Lembo who told told uh, us he's a huge fan of the show. He's been waiting for a show like this forever. A lot of Pitt fans, I think, feel that way, Vince. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And continue to support the show by subscribing on all those uh, social media platforms. And, of course, subscribing wherever you get your podcast. That is the best way to listen to the show because it automatically gets downloaded to the device of your choice 100% free of charge. And if you have a relative or family member or friend that maybe doesn't know exactly what a podcast is, but they love Pitt. Just tell them it's like a, a radio show on your phone and then set them up with the show so they can hear it each and every week and get hyped for the game because that's what people want. They just want to get hyped for the game, Pam. That's all they want, and that's what we're here to do each and every week. Hell to Pitt. Hell to Pitt. Hell to Pitt. You still think I'm crazy. 